Shabbat Shalom, everyone. I'm Rabbi David Levine, and this is Live From Home. Shabbat Shalom. And this is? Sandy Levine. Hey, Sandy. We want to welcome all of the Beth Israel Messianic Synagogue members this morning, as well as all of our podcast listeners from around the world. This is Yom Shabbat on Saturday, August 25th. 2020. And this morning, Eric Painter will welcome us into his home. He'll lead us in Hebrew prayers and in worship. And then Rabbi Yuri and I will join back in for another segment and we'll have a final worship song with Eric from his house. It's a wonderful time to be together. And I want to ask you if you'd hit the share button on this Facebook live post so that you can let your friends know right now and they can join in with us. And also, if you like what we're doing on Live From Home, please hit the like button and the follow button. Lots of buttons today. And join us as well with your comments. And I especially want to encourage people who have not yet commented when they've been watching with us. Let us hear from you and we'll welcome you gladly. And if you're you're joining in from another state or another country, please let us know. And remember to please turn off your cell phones. <laughs> yes. Actually, this is a wonderful time to be together, even though we are in many different places and we want to give great greetings to our international friends all over the world and a warm welcome to everyone who could join with us. So from Sandy and me, Shabbat Shalom. And now let's join Eric Painter to Live From Home. Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Let's begin our worship this morning with the Shema. Shema. Children of Israel shall keep the Shabbat, observing it throughout their generations as an everlasting covenant. It is a sign between me and the children of Israel forever, for in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. And it shall come to pass that from one new moon to another, and from one Shabbat to another, all flesh shall come to worship before me, says the Lord. Shabbat 
Oh 
compassion with kindness and gentleness lovingly forgiven I forgive in love I let your peace decide the paths I choose Thank you, Eric, for beautiful worship. Shabbat shalom, congregation. Good morning, everyone. 
and welcome into our home. I want to take a few minutes to remind us yesterday's message and look at a few interesting places of scripture for today. Last week we observed Yom HaShoah, a day which in English we know as Holocaust Remembrance Day. To think about what happened to our people during the time is to understand the spiritual sickness, the spiritual leprosy of this world we live in. It was so difficult time, so hard to understand. And I personally strongly believe that only hope for this world is in the soon return of Messiah. Let me, let me say it again and be clear here. I believe that Messiah is the only answer and the only hope of this world. I like place of scripture. It's Yohanan, John chapter 14, verse 6. It is so obvious here. Yeshua said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. I can say amen and amen for that. Today's Torah portion is a very interesting and timely study following on the heels of Yom HaShoah. Today's Torah portion, Parshat Metzorah, infected one. And let's read the story about the leper man in, in the Brita Hadashah. It's a beautiful story. It's in the Mark chapter 1, verse 40 and 42. So please open Bibles with me and let's read together. It is very interesting, important, and beautiful story of the scriptures. A man afflicted with Tzarat leprosy came to Yeshua and begged him on his knees, If you are willing, you can make me clean. Moved with compassion, Yeshua reached out his hand, touched him, and said to him, I am willing, be cleansed. Verse 42. Instantly, that Sarat left him, leprosy left him, and he was cleansed. Yeshua is our high priest, and he has the power to heal leprosy. He's the Messiah. It was one of the signs of Messiah's coming. So people would not need to live outside of the camp and wait every seven days to see a priest. Please think about it. Can you imagine? Whole life of this man was changed instantly. He was healed. And not only healed, but also he was restored to his life. Messiah restored his life. The good news for him and for us is in these very simple words of Yeshua. I'm willing, be cleansed. It is no different for us today. When we go to the Lord and plead for his mercy, he will answer positively. He will give us his yes. It is his will to cleanse us, cleanse you and cleanse me from our sins. When we come into his throne room in trust, we can be sure he will never, ever reject us. And John chapter 6, verse 37, beautiful words from Yeshua, beautiful promises to you and to me. John chapter 6, verse 37. Everyone the Father gives me will come to me. Think about it. And anyone coming to me, I will never reject. I will never reject. You can expect his yes. You can trust him because he's faithful and righteous. And the second part of the same good news, please remember this story. The Lord healed this man. He said yes to him. He said, yes, I want. Be cleansed, be healed. And second part in the Matthew chapter 26, Verse 6. It's a beautiful picture. Again, can you read with me, please? Matthew 26, verse 6. Yeshua was in Beit Anya at the home of Shimon, the man who had had Tzarat leprosy. 
a hand of words here. It's so beautiful. What a wonderful picture here. The Lord Yeshua came to visit the person whom he had healed of leprosy. After a long time, he is again with him. Do you see that he wants not only to touch us that one time when we cry for healing, but he wants to live with us, inside us, to be constantly a part of our lives. This is his will. Shimon was clean, healed and restored, and Yeshua came to eat with him. I call it building a relationship, maintaining a friendship. It's a beautiful. The Lord wants to be friends with us. He wants to be part of our lives. He wants to live with us and eat with us. Let's take a look at one more place from the scriptures. It's in the Revelation chapter 3, verse 20. This is promised to you and me today in this beautiful Shabbat day. Revelation chapter 3, verse 20. This is Yeshua. This is our Lord. This is our Messiah. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and will dine with him and he with me. Do you ever say things like this to yourself? I'm no good. There are people much more worthy now than I, I am. So why would he care about me? And the answer is very simple. Because he made you and he loves you. And he's ready to rescue when you call for help. He's ready. He's willing. He wants to tell you, I will be cleansed. If we understand our need, we are blessed. Because Yeshua has the power to help us and he is willing to cleanse us. And it is his greatest hope that we will ask him for help. He's waiting for that special moment, the special prayer from us. So I want to emphasize for today that the world is infected by sin and needs to be cleansed from spiritual leprosy. And the only one way that will happen is if we initiate the process. We must go to the Lord and ask him for healing. If we will seek the Lord, pray, change, convey the good news to those around us, then we will be able to influence them with God's love and help them prepare for Messiah's coming. Let's remember the words of Messiah in Matthew chapter 23, verse 37. Matthew 23, verse 37. Yeshua said these words, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, who kills the prophets and stones those sent to her, how often I long to gather your chicken together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing. Look, your house is left to you desolate. For I tell you, you will never see me again until you say, Baruch haba b'shem Adonai. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. What a great calling as a Messianic believers we have today. To prepare the way for Messiah, to invite him into this world, to be salt and the light to the world, so that our own people, people of Israel, and all the nations of the world could be healed from the sin and restored to the Lord. I want to conclude with a beautiful message from Rabbi Shaul, his advice to us today. It's in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18. Instead, keep on being filled with the Spirit. Sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to each other. Sing to the Lord and make music in your heart to him. Always give thanks for everything to God, the Father, in the name of our Lord Yeshua, and the Messiah. Amen. Thank you so much. Let's welcome Rabbi David from his home. Rabbi David. Thank you, Rabbi Yuri. 
the theme that you're talking about today, I think is so important. This idea that God wants to be with us, that he not only wants to heal us, he does want to do that, but he also wants to have fellowship with us. And I think this is a powerful idea. It's, it's powerful because it helps us understand that he's paying attention to us individually. He sees us all, but he knows us by name. He knows our circumstance. He knows the situation that we're in. He's not, he's not detached from us. He's so close to us. And so I want to tell you a little bit about experience we've had in fellowship with Holocaust survivors. Now, as a little bit of background, Sandy and I lived in Budapest for a number of years, and we lived and worked in the former Soviet Union as well. And during those times, we were not only in the lands where the Holocaust took place, but we were with the people who had survived the Holocaust, many who had been themselves terrorized as, as children and had somehow survived. In our own congregation at Beth Israel, we have a number of children whose family passed away in the Holocaust or whose family survived. Of course, they survived themselves. And their relationship with God now, their continuation in life is a testimony that God had the final word and the final say and that he had victory. He's promised to always save a remnant of the Jewish people. He's promised no matter what the adversity is, no matter how much opposition there is, no, how, no matter how much is unleashed against us, that there will always be a remnant that survives. And God has promised that this remnant will be a faithful remnant, a remnant that has faith alive in their hearts. I know that many, many Jewish people who were believers in Yeshua in Hungary and other places nearby perished as well in the Holocaust. So it wasn't, it wasn't something that you would get spared from just because you had faith, but your faith would prepare you for eternal life with the Lord. And there would be a victory because you would realize that you have life with God. You have life forever. The tears, the sorrows of this present age would all be wiped away. The, the wounds would be healed and would be cleansed as well. Many people think that Holocaust survivors are, are people who have had such difficult experience that it would be impossible for them to put their trust in the Lord. But I want to tell you that things can be quite different than that. We had the experience, Sandy and me, when we were living overseas, we had the experience of having some close fellowship with women who had been little girls during the Holocaust. Two of them told us stories that I think were very similar, but they were from very different places. One was at Babi Yar and one was at one of the killing fields in Jatomer. And they were little girls taken with their families at separate incidences um, by Nazi groups and Ukrainian collaborators. And they were lined up ready to be machine gunned, their bodies to, fight, to fall uh, lifeless into a pit. But each of these girls separately was spared somehow. The one young girl at, at Babi Yar, uh, she was pushed by a Ukrainian woman, shoved just right before the machine gun bullets um, hit her family next to her. She fell into the pit and the bodies of her family fell upon her. It was just a terrible time, hard to imagine the horror of such a situation. And through the day, the machine guns kept firing. There were reports at Bobby Yard that the machine guns fired so long and so hot that even barrels started melting, the gun barrels started melting. It was just a scene of abject horror and evil. And this little girl was under the bodies of her family and friends and neighbors, and even the woman who had saved her life by pushing her, giving her just a little nudge right before the bullets came. She lied there until the darkness of night had come, and then she crawled out and found her way to a Ukrainian family's home that took her in. They risked everything in order to give shelter to her. She and I were having fellowship 
one night and she was asking me about where God was at that time. And I told her that God was there crying with her and weeping with her and suffering with her. She told me she'd never heard such a thing. She'd been told by many that the reason that the Jewish people went through the Holocaust is because of the fact that they weren't religious enough. They'd been disobedient to some of the religious rules. I didn't agree with that because I knew that, that many people who were religious had also perished. And I knew that Messianic Jews who had really put their trust in Yeshua also perished. The onslaught of evil was unsparing. It didn't matter what kind of Jew you were. All Jews of every kind were, were treated horribly. I asked this young woman about her experience. She told me, she wasn't young at the time, but I asked her to tell me where she was uh, during a, a certain period when the Nazis were attacking it, um, in Kiev. And she told me her experience. And I remember telling her about the, the truth that God tells us. He will tell us the truth even when it's difficult. He'll tell us that there is evil in this world, but it won't have the last word. She told me something interesting, that the only thing that had been able to comfort her soul for all these years is to read from the Psalms and to allow the scriptures to speak to her. She didn't fully understand what was going on, but that was a moment of, of profound impact upon me because I realized that God was wanting to comfort the ones who had been so horrified. The other woman, now an elderly woman, but as a young girl, she was at one of the Nazi killing sites in Jatomer. And I asked her if she knew Yeshua and, and she said, yes, she did. She told me that he's the only one who understands. And that perplexed me. I said, what do you mean? And she said, well, he also was covered with blood. He's the only one who understands. She told me her story as a young girl attacked by the Nazis. And it was very similar to the woman who was at Babi Yar in Kiev. What the Nazis did to the Jews, the adversary of the Jewish people also did to Yeshua. Yeshua took on human flesh, not just any flesh. He took on Jewish flesh and look what happened to him. Isaiah put it this way. He was bruised for us. Zechariah put it this way. He was pierced for us. Yeshua went through torture and death so that we would not only be redeemed, but we would also understand that he knew firsthand our suffering. He came down, he cloaked himself in a human body in order to become a kinsman redeemer. And he experienced all the suffering that you and I could experience. He suffered with us. He wept with us. And he weeps even now with us. Our God is not some far away abstract figure or force. He is God with us. He is Emmanuel. He is the Lord who became the suffering servant. This love that he loved us with, it's become our pattern for life. It's become our new commandment. He said, love one another as I have loved you. The new pattern is not that we would just love one another the best we can, but that we would aspire to love one another the way Yeshua has loved us. That sacrificial love, that willingness to draw close. And Yeshua said, by this, by this love that you have for one another that's like my love, everyone will know that you're my disciples. It's not just the doctrine that we proclaim. It's not the statements that we make. It's much more than that. It's the way that we show our love. And that's why the two great commandments Yeshua said are to love the Lord your God. And the second one is to love your neighbor as yourself. We're called to love God and to love people, to have a, a willingness to be close with people. And I wanna encourage you, don't run away from those who are suffering. You may find yourself having to comfort people 
who are suffering and sometimes being in the presence of those who are in the middle of their difficulty it it's so easy to to want to shield ourselves and to protect ourselves it's it's easy to want to run away it's also easy just to give platitudes and to tell everyone oh it'll just be fine or it'll be better in time some wounds never heal but i can tell you this even when you have broken places god with you can make all the difference in the world in how you think about those wounds and how you feel about the wounds that you suffered. It's important to understand that we're not powerless. We have been given the gift of the Holy Spirit who lives in us now. Yeshua has taken up residence in us because we put our trust in him. We've repented of our sin. We've said to the Lord, I don't want to be a rebel. I don't want to be against you. I want to be with you. I want to be for you. And we have become, we have become willing to live our lives in a way that brings blessing to God and blessing to other people. This is so important. And I'm so encouraged because we as a congregation are standing shoulder to shoulder together. You and I, the, all of us who consider Beth Israel Messianic Synagogue to be, to be our mishpocha, our home, we're standing shoulder to shoulder together because we have a vision for what God wants to do through Messiah and with our people and with us. It's not just some far off thing. It's not just some um, concept or, or idea that we have, but it's very practical and it causes us to want to spend ourselves on behalf of others. And that's one of the reasons why we've been committed to ministering to Holocaust survivors over the years is why we're still committed in the same way. As a congregation this week, we were able to make a, a special offering to the Max Block Food Pantry, which is part of Jewish Family and Community Services here in Jacksonville. And we made actually two special offerings. One is designated specifically for the food and care program that's provided through the food pantry for Holocaust survivors here in Jacksonville. The other one was designated for the greater community food pantry that serves everyone in need who, who comes to the Jewish Family and Community Services food pantry. And I wanna give special thanks to those of you who have designated offerings for our Manna from Heaven program that provides funding for this, as well as our general fund, which supports all of the outreach that we do. Together, we're making a difference. You know, we can't assemble the way that we're accustomed to, but we can gather together in new ways. And that's what we're doing right now, to gather together as a community. And our main objective is not to have a great Shabbat service, though we do have a great service together, but it's not like the way that we gather in the sanctuary when we're all together face to face, we can see each other. We have extended times of worship, Hebrew prayers we read on Saturday from the Torah, the, the prophetic scriptures and writings and the Brita Hadashah in Hebrew and in English. And we, we spend great time worshiping together, praying for each other, having fellowship together, studying together. It's a wonderful experience that we have each week and we're looking forward to the time when we can do that again. But now we are not trying to recreate that experience, but we are trying to stay connected. Our main objective, our main goal is to connect with you and for you to be able to connect with us. Remember this, you're not alone. God is with you. You're not alone. You have mishpocha, you're together with us. And as your rabbis in Rebetzin, Sandy and I and Rabbi Yuri and Rebetzin Nina and all the leaders of Beth Israel, we wanna stay connected with you during this time. I wanna give a special thanks. I want to thank all those people who have taken an opportunity during this time to help build the house of the Lord in this new situation, to serve the Lord together and to serve each other together. And I wanna especially take time to thank those of you who are connecting with others in the congregation. My wife is such a good example of that. And others of you I know are doing the same thing. You're reaching out to others because the Lord put a person on your heart 
when, when the Lord puts someone on your heart or on your mind, you can reach out to them. It can make all the difference in the world. You can call them and tell them, the Lord put you on my heart. You can just be straightforward like that. And I just wanted to see how you're doing. Or you can say, I just want to let you know that you are on my heart. Or you can say, I want to see how I could pray for you. Whatever you say, it can make a difference. Your call, your text, your email can really touch someone. And I want to thank each of you who are part of the Beth Israel Mishpocha, who are taking time to connect like this. And as your rabbis and rabbits, and we appreciate you doing this so much. I also want to thank all of you who have been commenting on Facebook and have taken time to write us and to text us and to let us hear from you. And one of the things that we've heard is that uh, many people in the congregation would like for us to post some of the recordings of our Hebrew prayers um, from Shabbat services so that you have a way of listening again and actually joining in. So this week, we hope to post some of those from the archives that we have, and it'll be a way that you can participate in those Hebrew prayers. Uh, even now in these difficult and unusual situations. Well, it's an incredible thing that in the midst of all of this stay at home time, and I think of what Travis Dexter House has coined Shabbat stay home instead of Shabbat Shalom. It's a wonderful byword for our season. But during this time when we can't use the building, over 36,000 people have joined in and watched live from home since we started just six weeks ago. And so we want to give a warm welcome to everyone from Beth Israel, to all of you who are joining us on Facebook Live, those of you who are watching on video after the fact, and those of you who are listening to the Mishpocha special editions that include all the audio from this full time together. We say Shabbat Shalom to you. And, and by the way, our podcast, Messianic Jewish Teachings with Rabbi David Levine, has just passed the 12 million mark for feeds and downloads. So thanks to everyone who's joining in with us. We are praising God for how he's turning challenge into opportunity. And we're keeping in our hearts that Hebrew word kadima forward. It's a word that describes the attitude we always want to have. We're moving forward together. This would normally be the weekend if we were at Shabbat services and in the sanctuary that we would be celebrating the meal of Messiah, but we've adjusted our, our schedule and the meal of Messiah will be celebrated on Wednesday, May 6th at 6.30 p.m. on our Beth Israel Messianic Synagogue Mishpocha group page on Facebook. And that's a limited access page for those who are part of the Messianic congregation. And we'll use Facebook Live on the Mishpocha group page. So take note of this, May 6th, 6.30 p.m. and we'll be celebrating together. Make sure that you have some matzah and some grape juice or wine for Wednesday, May 6th. And remember, it's on the Mishpocha group at Facebook. Also want to let you know that we're posting each week Cantor Aaron Jacobs tour teasers. They're on our Facebook page and they're on their it's the current week posting is already up so you can enjoy that too. I also want to say special thanks to everyone who is continuing to support Beth Israel with your faithful ties and offerings and your sacrificial giving. Your faithful commitment to us provides stability to us and makes it possible for not only for us to continue, but for us to expand what we're doing in this time. This is an important time and all of our costs, even though we can't meet in the building, all of our costs are still the same. In fact, we have some additional costs in order to uh, deal with the technology issues that are required at this time. But we're grateful for your generosity. We're grateful for your cheerfulness and your sacrificial giving. And I want to let you know, if you want to support Beth Israel, you can go to our website, bethisraelnow.com giving, and you'll find all the information about how you can give online through Giving Fire and PayPal, how you can send checks and use bill pay, to uh, mail checks to us. The one thing you can't do is you can't send cash through the mail. You can't bring cash to us. And so we're so grateful to all of you who have made the um, adaptation in order to continue to be faithful. 
And I can tell you this, your faithfulness makes all the difference in the world for us. Well, normally it's our habit when we're together to close with the, um, the blessing of Aaron, the high priest that was given. And Sandy and I always like to be together at the very end of the service. So Sandy's gonna come join me again. Thank you. And we wanna close this with Aaron's blessing as we normally do. And I like to put my arm around her. Normally I have a talit. When we're reading from Torah in the sanctuary, I'd be wearing a talit. We're not reading from Torah today from the sanctuary. So I'm not wearing a talit. But let's join together. If you're with your family, gather them around you, draw close together and, and let's, Let's pray. Yivarechecha Adonai v'yishmarecha. Ye'er Adonai panavelecha v'yichunecha. Yisa Adonai panavelecha v'yasemlecha. Shalom. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep watch over you and protect you. The Lord cause the light of his face to shine upon you. The Lord be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his face to you and bring you his peace in the name of Yeshua, the Prince of Peace. So I want to say Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom, dear. <laughs> hey, everybody likes it when you give me a kiss. I do too, so I'll give you a kiss. Mm. Thank you. Shabbat Shalom, everyone. And now let's go back to Eric Painter's house for a concluding worship song. Shabbat Shalom, everyone.
Oh